Hey, we have an amazing event coming up, the Expert Advantage Workshop Series, where every day for a week, starting on Monday, May 20th, it's myself and another expert coming on to present to you about various kinds of things to help you with your brand and your business. Our brand new experts and residents in pro are gonna be there to co-host these workshops with me, and you're not gonna wanna miss it. You'll have a chance to ask all of them questions, and it's completely free to join. All you have to do is go to smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. On Monday, May 20th, Amy Nelson's gonna come on, and we're gonna talk social media, but specifically how to drive revenue and connect with important stakeholders that matter to you in your business using social media. The next day, we have Noshin Chen, and she's gonna lead a presentation about how to become a better communicator, how to increase those skills faster, because that's gonna help you not just connect with new people, new clients, but also get your idea across better. Ton of takeaways in that presentation. And all you have to do to sign up and join and get all the links that you need is smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. Again, one more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. Join us on our Expert Advantage workshop series. You're not gonna wanna miss it. Again, smartpassiveincome.com slash advantage. What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 110 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me, and to everybody who has subscribed to the Ask Pat podcast, you know, thank you so much. You know, you're getting five days a week a new question delivered right to you automatically, whether you're subscribed on iTunes or Stitcher or on SoundCloud or you download the new application, which you can get at askpat.com slash app, all that content right there conveniently for you and your iPhone. Um, just thank you so much if you subscribed. If not, you should go to those places and subscribe. You'll help out the show and you'll help yourself out too. Now, of course, this show wouldn't be possible without, well, you, because you're the one that submits the questions at askpat.com, but also our sponsors who help pay for all the assistance and all the things we need to do to make this show possible. So, of course, I want to thank today's sponsors, one of my favorites, LegalZoom.com. You know, America was built by innovators and dreamers just like you. To celebrate, LegalZoom dedicated this month to innovation by making it easy for you to file trademark or copyright applications, incorporate your business, or form an LLC like I did with LegalZoom a few years ago. They'll provide the personal attention you need and help take care of all the details. For a limited time, get a special price on trademark and copyright applications by using referral code PAT at checkout. LegalZoom provides legal help through independent attorneys and self-help, but they are not a law firm. Again, that's LegalZoom.com, referral code PAT. Now, let's get to today's question coming from Dylan. Hi, Pat. Uh, Dylan Varian here from DylanVarian.com. Um, I've been a reader of SQI for maybe the past three years and then turning 20 soon. Uh, I've been blogging for almost five years now, and I'm finally starting to see some good money coming in from all my blogging and things like that. And just wondering, is there any advice you can give to someone like me who runs a kind of personal blog? There's not really that much will say aim to it it's just kind of random stories and things from my life I guess and different thoughts that are going on with me at the moment a lot to do with college now since I'm around that age and I'm just wondering is there any advice you can give to someone like me who runs a kind of blog like that who uh, wants to start a podcast but uh, I don't really know what to talk about I guess or even what to- like what topics, or even if I could just do the podcast on my own, or what would I have to involve, maybe co-hosts or do interviews or things like that. And I'm just wondering if there's any advice you can give to someone who runs a site like that and who wants to get into podcasting now. Uh, so thanks, and keep up the great work. 
Peace. Dylan, thank you so much for your question. And I think this is a really interesting question. I, have, I actually have a few questions for you, which I know you won't be able to answer here on the show. But I hope it gives you something to think about and all the other listeners to think about as well. But the sort of angle I want to take with this is, you know, a lot of people start with a personal blog and they start to grow and then they decide to monetize it or they decide to do something with it that is beyond just, you know, all the personal stuff. And my question for you, Dylan, is, well, you said that you're finally starting to generate an income from the five years of blogging that you've done. Well, how are you doing that? Because that will help determine what you should do with your podcast because obviously you want to do something that is going to help pay you back in return in the future in one way or another. And it sounds like you're doing something right on your blog. Perhaps that could be a continuation in your podcast as well. Now, you might just have a lot of traffic and might be advertising and that's how you're getting some income coming your way. And if that's the case, then what I would recommend, and this is something I recommend everybody do, and I think we all can agree we need to do this more often, we need to survey our readers. Now, if you have a personal blog, that's probably the best thing you could do because you can survey your readers and begin to ask questions to determine what they are interested in, but not only what they're interested in, but also why they are interested in you. Because once you understand that, you can focus more on that. You'll find out what that 20% is that your audience really locks into that gives you 80% of the results, and those are the things you want to focus on. Now, of course, I can't tell you what topic to get into. That's going to be based off of your survey questions, and I would actually recommend reaching out to people who subscribe to your uh, to your blog or people on your email list to have actual one-on-one conversations with them. Or you can maybe get a special group of people. There are often people on our blogs who we know are the more active parts or members of our community. Get them on a special webinar. You know, treat them and make them feel special and have them help determine the future of your brand or where it's going to go or what the topic of this podcast is about. And you can all brainstorm that together. I mean, how awesome would that be to be someone who is helping to determine what, you know, other valuable things are going to be there for you in the future. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, they're going to feel like they have a part in that. They're going to definitely share it. And, uh, you know, if you wanted to give them like a shout out in the first episode for helping you, uh, you know, structure it and and figure out what the topic is going to be, then that would be, that would be sweet. I mean, those are people who are going to share that content and who are going to be fans for life. Now, beyond that, you also have to look inward too. What's most interesting to you? Because a podcast is a huge challenge. It's not just something you could, you know, throw up and then all of a sudden, you know, just, you know, it it takes a lot of dedication is what I'm trying to say. So you'll want to make sure that it's something that you could imagine recording your voice, recording conversations about for years to come. You don't want to just do this short term. You want to do this and be committed to it. And to do that, you need a topic that you know you're going to be interested in. So it might be a mixture of stuff that you feel very passionate about that seems to make headway on your personal blog and also stuff that you know will be valuable for your audience based on those survey results as well. Now, one of your questions was, do you need a co-host? And again, this is on a, on a case-by-case basis. Of course, I have a show here on askpat.com and also smartpassiveincome.com that is a solo-hosted show. And there are pros and cons to that. The pros are the fact that, you know, I can record those shows anytime. I know that a lot of people who have co-hosts have trouble often determining when in their schedule, you know, because both people have to have the same openings in order to to record those shows. It would be nearly impossible to record a co-hosted show, you know, with one person recording at one time and then the other person recording the second track 
pretending to be there. That That's just not going to work. You both have to be there at the same time. So that's one of the benefits of doing a solo show. For instance, I'm recording this at 11.42 p.m. Pacific. It, I doubt that other people who I would be co-hosts with are up at this time unless they're, you know, in the pond or over you know, by in the pond. I mean, you know, in the UK or over over the, over the ocean. Uh, but yeah, so that's one thing. Secondly, you know, I, I can determine everything and where I want to what I want to do with my show on my own. I don't have anybody else to have to check in with. I don't have to worry about either stepping over somebody's toes or talking about something or pulling it in a direction that the other person doesn't want to go to. But there are a lot of benefits to having a co-host. It makes the conversation feel a lot more natural. It's a big challenge. It's definitely a big challenge to do a show on your own. Now, Ask Pat is a little different because you and I are having a conversation here. Now, this is definitely a question and answer type of show, so it's a little bit easier to have those two parts to it, you know, your question and then my answer. But if you are trying to do a solo show about a topic and it's going to be you know, 30 to 40 minutes long, that's a big challenge. When you are talking about something with somebody, it just becomes a natural conversation. And to your audience, that is more natural to listen to as well, to listen like a fly on a wall with two people talking. Now, I feel like when I have guests on my show at smartpassiveincome.com that they are sort of like a co-host because they have knowledge and experience that they're sharing with the audience that I I don't necessarily know. And so I feel like even though I'm the host of the show, I'm sort of co-hosting. I'm just simply guiding that person on what to talk about, and they are the ones delivering the value. And so in that way, it is sort of like a conversation. Even though it's solo for me when I'm doing an interview, it's it's my show. When there's two people together you know, and I'm doing an interview, uh, it, it does feel like it's sort of co-hosted, and I, and I love to think of it that way instead of like a you know just a interrogation or you know somebody who's just asking bullet point questions to somebody. I like to have a conversation in my in my podcast if I'm doing interviews. Now another cool thing about interviews, and one this is your last question, Dylan, was do you need to do interviews? You don't need to do interviews, but what I like about doing interviews is the fact that you're getting people on your show that your audience might not know about or can get value from. A value additional to what you could provide on your own. You know, typically you'd want to bring experts on who are, you know, fine tuned on some particular topic and then deliver that value to your audience for you. Um, they just happen to be doing it on your show. Now, there are challenges to doing interviews because, yes, the other person who you are interviewing is providing all the value and, you know, giving all the content away on the recording, but you have to ask the right questions. And I remember in the beginning, it was very challenging to do an interview because I was just so worried and thinking about all tons, all kinds of things. I remember hearing answers but not really listening to them because I was so worried about the next question that I had to ask. But I've learned that if I think of these interviews as conversations, you know, I'm in tune and I'm listening, and then I naturally ask questions that are based off of their answers. And that's another thing that I would recommend. You know, there's different ways to do shows. There's different ways to ask questions. But I do like the natural feel of, like I said, a conversation. And of course, in a real conversation, you don't just ask somebody a question and then nod your head and say, okay. And my next question is this. To me, that doesn't seem natural. I feel like the best information that comes out of interviews are when you get three, four, five levels deep after an initial question. Asking people after they ask her, after they answer your initial question, ask them, well, why did you feel that way? Or what were you thinking when you, when you did that? Questions like that can help guide your interviewee into the parts in their brain that actually have that golden information that will provide value for your audience. So a lot of things going on in your question here, Dylan, and I apologize that I cannot answer your question specifically. What should you focus on? 
I think it should be based on your audience, a survey. You can use surveymonkey.com to survey your audience. I would even go deeper and connect with some specific people in your audience and help uh, you know, ask them for help or ask them for guidance. They're going to feel special and feel like they're a part of it. They're going to become super fans as a result of helping you. And of course, the last thing I want to share is that you have to understand that not everyone who is following your personal blog is going to listen to your podcast. There might be people who aren't even going to want to give it any time at all or even a chance because it's just not a topic that they're interested in. And that's okay. But I do think that a podcast must be focused in one way or another. It, it should have some specific angle or or specific reason for people to listen to it. Now, there are a lot of podcasts out there where people are just talking about whatever, and uh, I'm not saying that that's not possible for you. You might have built a personal brand big enough where you could just do whatever you want, and, and it's really just about you. You are the brand, and if that's the case, you might want to try it out. The coolest thing about doing anything online is you can always try it out, experiment, see what happens, and if it doesn't work, you could pivot, adjust, be flexible, and keep moving forward until it does work out for you. So Dylan, thank you so much for your question today. I really appreciate it. An Ask Pat t-shirt will be headed your way. Uh, I don't know when your 20th birthday is, but happy birthday, man. I wish I was doing what you were doing at that age. Um, I was playing World of Warcraft and wasting months of my life doing that. But anyway, congratulations to you on your blog and your upcoming podcast. Again, if you all, all of you listening, if you want to start a podcast, I recommend heading to podcasttutorial.com. That's uh, redirect to my free tutorial with six videos, no email or opt-in required. It's right there all for you. The only thing I ask of you is that if you're going to do a podcast that you commit, that's the only thing I ask of you if you if you go through that tutorial. So again, that's podcastingtutorial.com. I also want to thank today's sponsor once again, LegalZoom. LegalZoom is an amazing company. I've used them you know, a half dozen times on different things from filing two LLCs to uh, a partnership to um, filing for trademark and copyright, a whole bunch of things. They make it super easy. It's a lot more economical than going through a lawyer, and uh, they will take care of you. Again, they are not a law firm. They can't help you legally, but they can they can point you in the right direction. Thank you again, LegalZoom. Make sure that when you go to LegalZoom.com, you use the referral code PAT. Thank you so much. And of course, as always, if you have a question, head on over to AskPat.com, and I'm going to end with today's quote from unknown, anonymous. I don't know who said this, but this is an awesome quote. A calm sea does not make a skilled sailor. Cheers, and I'll see you in the next episode of Ask Pat. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.